Welcome back, everybody. Good evening. It is um, Parshas Vayera this week, and we are going to continue with learning 39 Malachas. We're up to the second Malacha, which is Zerea, and that's the second Malacha of the 39 Malachas, and it's the first, uh, and it's the second of the first 11, which is known as the Sudur de Pas, the process of making bread. We the past three weeks we were learning three weeks. I'm sorry, we were learning the Malacha of Chayresh. And you might have noticed in the email that I uploaded a transcript, so you can now uh, read through it and uh, download it. And please let me know if you have any comments, any better way to do it. Uh, and we'll I'll be happy to um, to try to cater to that. <clears throat> now, the Malacha of Zerea obviously includes putting a seed into the dirt, right? Which is the simple understanding of what the Malacha is. But it also includes any act which improves the growth of a plant. So it therefore um, includes watering the plant, and it also includes any other gardening practices which assist the growth of the plant, such as weeding. And it's an interesting thing because weeding or pruning, let's say, where you cut off uh, extra branches, or you cut off sometimes even extra flowers and fruit to make the uh, existing ones grow better. It could technically be looked at as the, the later malacha of kaitzer, right? Because you're cutting something off the ground, and this is a good example where your intention, what you have in mind when you're doing the malacha, will determine what exactly it is you're doing. If your intention by pulling out the weeds or cutting off the extra branches, leaves, fruit, anything, is just for the sake of improving the plant and helping it grow better, so then it translates your action into the malacha of zerea, of planting. If your intention is to harvest the weeds or the branches for, let's say, for firewood or any other purpose, it would translate your act into kaitzer, which is harvesting. And there's a very significant difference between these two malachas on a derisa level. What's the difference? Uh, if your malacha is zareya, planting, there is no minimum shear. Any tiny bit that you do and that improves the growth is the malacha. So there's no, there's no limit. Anything you, that you do, any, any amount you cut that helps the thing grow better will be a malacha of zareya. But in terms of harvesting of kaitzer, there is a minimum amount. For example, when it comes to firewood, the amount is you have to cut enough to be able to cook an egg, to fry an egg. So, not a lot, but it is a certain amount. So there will be a difference on a derisa level whether the malacha you're doing is kaitzer or zareh. Now this is somewhat academic um, because the bottom line is, is that it's prohibited. Either way, it's going to be prohibited. Uh, and exactly what you're over is not all that relevant nowadays because, uh, you know, what difference should it make? But it does make a difference in certain malachas, which we'll get to, that sometimes your intention will not only change one malacha to another malacha, but sometimes you can, your intention can actually change it from a malacha to not a malacha at all. And it can make it from something, instead of being chayiv, it can turn it into something which is permitted. So that's, uh, we'll see as we go along, that there are examples of that. So, but this is, uh, this is just a rule with malachas that intention makes a very big difference because it actually translates and defines what you're doing. Now, the direct violation of planting a seed is pretty rare. I would typically wouldn't do that on Shabbos. Uh, though one application would be, I guess, if you're eating an orange or an apple outside, you have to be careful not to drop or spit the seeds out onto the ground um, because that would be a davashen mishaven, something uh, you're doing unintentionally because you're just trying to get rid of the seeds, uh, but it would be a psikresha because it's falling onto the dirt, which is effect effectively zereh. It would be something that is being done uh, that will for sure happen. It's certain that it'll happen, and therefore it would be awesome. So, okay, no spitting out seeds onto the dirt. 
Uh, this would also be relevant, I guess, when you're shaking out a tablecloth onto the grass, which if it has any seeds on it or anything of the sort, it would, it, it would be equivalent to would have the same problem. But the more typical question of zerea in, in practical application comes regarding pouring water on plants. Pouring water on plants help them grow. So therefore, it is a malacha of zerea. It's part of the malacha d'airaisa. It's, it's a prohibited minatira. And this is relevant anytime one is outside with water. So you can't empty a cup of water onto the grass or you can't shake off a lawn chair, right, that has water collected on it like the lawn chairs always have. And if it's a lawn chair on the grass, you can't tip it up to get the water off because the water is going to go on the grass. Um, during the week, often, when I fill up a big glass of water and I can't finish it, so I pour it into the nearest houseplant that's, uh, that's next to me. Now, that would be prohibited on Shabbos, uh, though it is a somewhat of a question whether that would be prohibited midaraisa, minataira, or midarabanan, or just rabbinically, because in order to be a Torah prohibition, a plant would need to be considered connected to the earth, and a flower pot is obviously not connected to the earth. But... There is some technical differences. There is a halachic situation where a, flat, a plant could be considered connected to earth, but um, being that regardless it's not going to be allowed, whether it's connected, whether it's disconnected, it's either prohibited minataira or bidrabanan, and that is academic. So I won't dwell on the fine points of when we consider a, uh, a plant, a flower pot connected to the earth. Um, there is some discussion as well whether you can move a flower pot around, can you move it inside to outside, can you move it uh, within a house, um, and these are all also dependent on what its status is, is it connected, con considered connected to the ground, and this also we don't need to go into because it's a very rare thing. Why in the world would someone move a flower pot or a house plant around on Shabbos? First of all, it's muktzah, so the only way you'd be able to move it was with your foot, and why would you need to do it? So it, it's an unusual thing, and <clears throat> therefore... For the most part, uh, if it does come up, you'll ask a shayla, but it's, uh, it's, 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 it's uh, something that should be avoided. Now, washing hands on sukkahs in a sukkah which is outside, and the water is going to go on the grass. So if it's going to go directly on the grass, that's going to be prohibited. If uh, you're, you're washing it right next to the grass, so even though you're not washing it directly onto the grass, but you're washing it right next to the grass, so that's basically considered the same as uh, washing it onto the grass. But if you're washing it a distance from the grass, but eventually the water is going to trickle and get to the grass, that is permitted. That's called like a grum. That's, uh, you're, just, you're causing something inadvertently, but it's not even considered your action at that point. It's like your action ended when the water hit the ground, and what happens later happens on its own. Um, so that would be an issue, but otherwise it does something you do need to be careful with on sukkahs, if you are outside, if your sukkah is outside, that you don't get water onto the grass. However, if the grass is saturated by water, for example, it just rained, right, so the water, the grass is all saturated, then you actually don't have this prohibition, and you could pour water on grass. So this also, uh, for those people that are lucky enough to have a schlock, to have an awning, uh, or if you live in a different parts of the USA where a schlock is a little bit more uh, ubiquitous, so it's there. You're allowed to roll it up, even though a lot of water runs off onto the grass because of this reason, because the water ground is saturated. Likewise, if you're going outside after a rainfall, a significant rainfall, and you want to empty the lawn chairs onto the grass, that would be allowed because the grass is is saturated. Now, as far as cut flowers are concerned, there are two considerations, and both of them are really drabanan. So one consideration is that if the, there are closed flowers in your bunch, so then it's prohibited to put it into the water because the water will assist it in opening, and that's a drabanan, it, it resembles zerea. <coughs> There's another consideration, also drabanan, that you're not allowed to fill up water or add water 
to uh, four cut flowers. And that, that's not exactly also because of Zerea, but it's kind of put into the same classification. It's a Drabanan regardless, and you can't do that. So you can't put flowers into water on Shabbos, you can't fill up water to put flowers into it, and you can't certainly put a closed flower into water. However, if you happen to have a vase that's already full of water, then you could put flowers into them, provided that they're all open. So, for example, and I'm sure this has never happened to anybody, that uh, you got flowers ready for Shabbos and you were filling up a vase. Um, you filled up the vase and you're about to put the flowers in and then you got distracted. And then it was Lachsanen. And then you came back and there the flowers are sitting on your counter next to a nice empty, uh, a nice full vase of water. So being that the vase is already full and uh, assuming that all the flowers are open, you would be permitted to put the flowers into the water. So that's the one leniency that there is. But otherwise, closed flowers you would not be allowed to or if you need to fill up water or add water, that wouldn't be allowed. These are the most common applications of this mulacha. But the, any form of improving growth is forbidden. So certainly clean, clearing away leaves or rocks from a plant, from a house plant. So besides muksa issues, with, which they're going to be muksa, but muksa can sometimes be, uh, you can work around muksa by moving it with your feet. Uh, it, there is a derisa issue of improving growth. And it's an important thing to be aware on Shabbos, as we'll discuss later when we get to Kaitzer too, that uh, people sometimes, if they're not thinking, they're not focusing, then inadvertently they'll just uh, kick away rocks or leaves with their foot from around the base of a tree, around the base of a, a plant, and uh, they're doing, you're doing zirea by doing that. So it's uh, just in another additional point when it comes to Malachi Shabbos, is you, we need to be aware of what we are doing um, and the actions we're taking in order that we don't transgress a Malachi inadvertently.